This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. The weekend is here. We need some good advice. So Mandy is back. Plus Mike McNeil of Lucan's Village Foods on the Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, which is one week from now. Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. The afternoon sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry Cause now we going fishing for Bunyan Country If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University it's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better-looking Jason, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, it's been too long, but we have her on the phone right now. Mandy Yurick is joining the show. Mandy, welcome back. Yeah, it's great to be back. You uh, were just telling me before we got going that you've actually been out fishing for just fun. I know. It, it never happens. My schedule's normally so jam-packed with tournaments or filming or guiding, but I don't ever get that chance to just go play. And I, 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 I try to set a couple days aside to go explore new lakes. But normally when I'm exploring those new lakes, I, I'm probably fishing for bass, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I cu- took a couple days and went exploring some, some new bodies of water, and I pan-fished. No bass fishing, Strictly sunfish and crappies, and it was epically fun. Very cool. Um, pan fishing is fun, and especially if you get on, you know, a busy bite, you, you can just spend the whole afternoon, and it's just, it's just great. Yeah, it's one of those things that makes you think back, you know, to when to when you're a, a little kid, right? I mean, it's those epic sunfish crappie bites where the action's hot that you know I think people hold on to, and it, it was so fun. I I, I did a technique that I haven't done in probably 12 years. Because normally if I'm fishing crappies or sunfish, I'm fishing them in the spring, I'm fishing them in fall, or I'm ice fishing them. And I just had a beautiful, relaxing day. Uh, and I went out and I pulled beetle spins and road runners. <laughs> and it, it, the bite was great. The weather was perfect. And it was so much fun. It, it's just one of those, I think, techniques that we grew up and it was really fairly common. And I don't know, we get busy and we forget about it. 
but yeah, that that was the definitely the, the, the ticket. I just new body of water, never been on before in my life. Uh, threw out a, a little beetle spin and trolled with my trolling motor at 1.1 to 1.3 miles an hour, right on the outside edge of the of the cabbage line, and it was just oh, it was so much fun. And eventually. <laughs> When you really get into a pile of them, you know, you'll hit certain corners or sections that were super good. I'd just turn around and hit spot lock and pick up a little flip bobber with a little micro tungsten and a piece of, you know, being frugal here, <laughs> cut up little teeny tiny pieces of leech, which I actually like because they're harder to get off that hook. So the bait will last longer if you want to use live bait. You can use gulp too, but yeah, just cast them back and just watch that bobber constantly go down and set the hook and oh, it was so much fun <laughs> you know what i it amazes me living where we live and with the options of discovering new lakes all the time how rarely we actually do that but you know most of the time like you said you're, you know you're busy at work you got a few hours to fish you go where it's close you go where you know stuff's being because you don't have the time but if you make the time, there's you you could fish a different lake every day of the year for multiple years, and and you probably wouldn't even be done with the ones you know in your, within an hour of your home. Oh yeah, it, it, we're really lucky too. We have really good lake information with the, the DNR online, so you can just like go and, and Google like by county, by area, where, wherever you're at, and get multiple lists of lakes you see those lakes you can click on them it'll give you like the uh fish reports in there from from the surveys that have been done so you can see what kind of species are in there what you know what size that are in there and that's a really good tool for you know finding something that's close to you and, and finding a lake that's got species that you want to target so yeah that's basically all i did i'm like which is yeah it's hard for me <laughs> i didn't think that there was that many uh, uh, lakes that I, I hadn't really touched, but sometimes you, you really got to get off the beaten path. Let's just say that. So, uh, I would, I would definitely say before you, you venture out to one of those little lakes, you take a drive over there before you're hauling your boat to make sure that you can <laughs> one get down that road and two that you can get into that body of water. So. So how remote have you gotten? Have you ever gotten have you got the point where you know you're just dragging in a canoe? Have you ever done one of those type of deals? I haven't for years. Um there's a couple bodies of water that I really should get back out to to do it. It's one of those things where if if I do have a couple hours during the day I like to to run out and and go do by myself and Canoeing and kayaking is, is one of those things. This time of year, it, it's probably fine. I don't like to do it by myself, though. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no, it, I've seen some pretty extreme ones. Uh, in, in my younger years, I spent a lot of time exploring up north by like Ely and Isabella. And the majority of those, you have to be able to get in with a, with a canoe or a, or a kayak. And there again, how peaceful, how much fun, how beautiful to be on a body of water and, and not see a person or not see a cabin, uh, yeah. it, it's a game changer. It definitely is a game changer. And there was one of those little lakes I just recently got on that there wasn't a cabin to be seen. I didn't see another boat. Uh, it was really rough getting into. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, it, you know, we do have those, and we have a lot of them. I mean, and there's a lot up by you guys, too. I mean, oh, yeah. goodness gracious. Uh, you know, when I grew up, we had a little place over on, on Grace Lake, and 
so we kind of explored the the Bemidji area over there but there again what a just a ton of little lakes get out and go explore them get away from the traffic get away from the the wake boats and the jet skis (laughs) and you know what you do that and even if it is a slow day fishing it's still pretty darn cool oh yeah that's the cool part of going to these little lakes it's like a treasure hunt right like it's this little mini adventure that you get to have as an adult (laughs) you go see things you have no expectations but yeah, even if it's it's not hot and heavy, you're you're out there, and it's still that little feel of that adventure. Like, hey, I did it! You know, I looked this up, I got on here. You know, it's really cool. It's it's quiet. It's peaceful. Yes. Oh, awesome. Well, let's. Uh, speaking of busy, busy places, the Brainerd Lakes area is that. Um, by and large, up here, what I'm hearing there, what I'm hearing everywhere. Despite the fact that uh, we had ridiculously uh, windy weather for much of the fishing season until like the last week or two, uh, it's actually been pretty good. The bite's been awesome. Uh, and it, I, I tone a lot of that, honestly, to the fact that our water temps are, are still cooler. You know, normally already this time of year, the water temps are getting to the high 70s, and that bite really starts to slow down overall for the majority of the species. But yes, one, it's been the windiest summer that I can remember. Uh, that if you're on the water, it has made things epically hard. There's been a, a, a few derbies that I've had where the winds were over 30. I mean, that's not a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. But the rain, we needed the rain. Everybody knows that we just got through a horrific drought last year. Our lakes were super low. So, unfortunately, with the turbulent uh, winds, it's normally bringing in fronts that bring in rain. So, we're getting a ton of much-needed rain. All that rain helps, too, to keep the water temps down. So, yeah, it's everything. I, I can't remember going into July and it still being a ridiculously good walleye bite. Yeah. Like, this is just, it, it, it's mind-blowing, to be honest, <laughs> which... You know, I wish work wasn't as busy. I've been trying to get out as much as possible. So it's like, you better get out super early or super late, one, before that wind picks up. (laughs) But if you can get out, everything has been good. Uh, I think we're just just finally now getting to see a bit of that transition with with the bass that are starting to act a, a little bit more normal. On those shallower, smaller bodies of water, those water temps are starting to, to get into the, the high or, or mid-70s, especially if they're dark water or tannic water that's stained. But uh, on our bigger bodies of water, uh, it's it's been great. And we we did see. We had, uh, it was like, no, no vegetation, no vegetation, no vegetation, bam. So the cabbage lines and the coontail lines are, are really starting to pop and, and, and be prolific, uh, which is, is good. So, yeah, we're just going to keep on moseying here and enjoy it until the dog days of summer finally get us. <laughs> you know, but even uh, with the dog days of summer, that's even changed with the uh, the advent of better technology, uh, smarter anglers, better gear. You still can find fish, even in the dog days of August. used to be I couldn't talk to anybody for like a week or t- two or three weeks because there was nothing to say. But there's always people finding something. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it really does help with radio shows like this. <laughs> um, 
being able to jump online and, and read forms and things like that, I, you know, people get in their mindset that certain species are going to be in certain areas at certain depths, and that's where just kind of where they're at. When in fact we know that they're not. When those water temps do start to rise and they start to get real gross, you know, specifically with bass, those bass are going to normally move out to a little bit of cooler water. They're going to move deeper. And, and here in the Brainerd Lakes area, we're not quite there yet. You know, another week or couple of weeks, we'll see. I looked ahead in the forecast and it's supposed to be ridiculously hot for like the next 10 days. But, you know, moving out, putting your boat in 21, 22 feet of water, fishing that 16 to 18 foot of water is, is really going to help. Slowing down, uh, you know, throwing weighted wacky rigs, jig worms, things like that. You know, I, I think that knowledge is, is really spread quickly and, and caught on, and people are like, oh, hey, yeah, that makes sense. So everybody becomes, you know, a more successful angler. I also think with the technology, with social media, with things people are learning online and seeing online, uh, we have more and more people when it does get to that uh, infamously quiet walleye time that uh, that are already, you know, more versed in bass fishing than they were in the past, and they'll just go out and do that. So people are more willing to just try different things when it fits. Oh, absolutely. That's 100% how it, it rolls, you know. Even our, our, our guides, you know, everybody seems to want to come to visit Minnesota and they want to go walleye fishing. Well, realistically, the end of July and the beginning of August is not real good walleye fishing, uh, uh, especially if, we, if you get a, a, a midday guide trip. But... The, the capabilities of being able to, to switch over to another species that uh, is still actively biting and get your clients on a, a good, fun day bite uh, makes all the difference. Well, if I'm going out this weekend, um, what? I mean, I just want action. What should I be fishing for? What do I need to bring with me? I, I don't know. I want to go. I want to go pan fishing again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I felt like such a little kid. Uh, if you're going to go bass fishing, uh, depending here again, look at look at your water temps. Right? Is it clear water? Is it is it dark water? Um, if the if it's a clear water bite and things are really starting to 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 choke out, uh, and it's bright, like look outside today. It's a bluebird sky. That's great, right? Like beautiful day, but it's not real indicative of a good day of fishing because that means the barometric pressure is super high. So if okay. you're going to go that way. Uh, we're going to start getting into that finesse fishing for, for largemouth bass. You know, let's throw in that jig worm or a, a Senko or, uh, or a, a smaller tube, something like that, and finding that real deep cover, right? Because those fish are bearing down to get out of that sunlight and moving out a little bit deeper. You can still find them, though, in the pads. So don't be afraid to throw that frog across the top of there. Uh, that, that bite's still been really, really good, but yeah, if you can get out, go pan fishing this weekend. Like, what a what an inexpensive, cheap, you know, baits. It just everybody can Google them. Like a little road runner or a little beetle spin. Um, you can cast them out and you can retrieve them, or you can troll them if you're on your trolling motor. Like I said, one point one to one point three miles an hour. Um, the faster you go would be for a, a heavier, bigger uh, beetle spin or, or road runner. And don't be afraid to get that casting bobber and that slip bobber out and, uh, and really play with those uh, uh, little, little almost like your ice fishing jigs, right? The, the little micro tungstens, and you can use gulp. You can use, like I said, I was using little pieces of, of leech. You can use little pieces of night crawler. And just get out and enjoy the day. Start casting around. And, and the cool part is, too, is 
you don't really need super good electronics, but if you, you know, right this time of year, you can see visually where that vegetation line is. So you can, you know, get on the outside and, and, and throw into the edges of those that veg line if you do have good electronics. Trust me, those giant schools of sunfish right now, they show up real easy when you see them on your electronics. So just stop and hit spot lock or throw the anchor out and uh, have a great day. Much more to come with Mandy Urich, including her second stab at the Fast Five. But up next, Mike McNeil of Lucan's Village Foods is in. Another presenting sponsor of the Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. We'll talk about that next. Hi, this is Nate Blazing of the Nisla Guide League, and I'm doing my best to keep Kevin Jackson from embarrassing himself. Hi, my name is Sam, and I love fishing. That's why my friend Dick Beardsley and I are at fishing the third annual Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. We won the Krauss Anderson Legacy Award last year, and I won a lifetime Minnesota fishing license. This is the coolest tournament because you can fish any lake in Beltrami, Hubbard, or Clearwater County, including the super secret lake that we fish on. Choose the walleye or bass division. First place is $3,000. For details, listen to this excellent announcer. Oh man, do I have to say that? Yes, yes you do. Tournament runs 6 a.m. Saturday, July 23rd through noon, Sunday the 24th. Details at uwfishingbemidji.com and get registered on the Fish Donkey app. $200 per two-person team, $3,000 first prize is guaranteed, plus win $500 for the Northwoods Bait Big Walleye or $500 for the Cake and Cork Big Bass. And, of course, the Klaus Anderson Legacy Award for the top generational team. The Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, also sponsored by Northwoods Lumber, Coca-Cola, and Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Anything else, Sam? Bring it on. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander, the Jason that can grow a beard like a grown-up, and this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We have Mike McNeil in. He's the store director of Lucan's Village Foods North, and he's also a key member of the uh, Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. Mike, thanks for being here today. Well, you're welcome, Kev. Thanks for having me. Well, Mike, uh, Lucan's is a big supporter of the United Way in general and, uh, of course, has been the title sponsor of this tournament since its inception three years ago. Talk a little bit about uh, why Lucan's uh, walks alongside the United Way. Well, we... I don't know, a few years ago, our CEO, Leon Merck, uh, said, hey, let's meet up with the United Way and get involved with them. And as we were, as a company, beginning to, um, as an ESOP, get more involved with the community and kind of carrying on the tradition of Joe Lucan. Um, so we went and met with them. And there was, I think, uh, talked about different things we could do. And there was a mention of a fishing tournament. And that kind of intrigued me. So it came to be, and I s- said, well, we'd like to be the presenting sponsor if we could. And um, it's uh, something that uh, I'm kind of passionate about the tournament. I feel like uh, it's a fun way for people to participate in uh, the sport of fishing and um, donate money to a great cause. 
That's yeah. It's it's a uh, it's a great cause, and the other thing that's uh, that I like about it, it's a tournament with a pretty decent return for the winners. So there's some incentive there, but it's also very family friendly. It's not uh, you know one of those, and there's nothing against the hardcore tournaments. I get fired up for those like anybody does, but it's one that allows even the youngest of kids to take part in. Right, right. It's uh, and when we started it, we started off using. Uh, catch photo and release uh, through the with the fish donkey app and that's what we're using again this year and to me as a fisherman um not as much as i like to but uh (laughs) um as a fisherman uh to me it's just a great thing to put those fish right back in the lake you know banging them around in the live wall all day and you know it's it's a it's a good type of tournament Mm-hmm. It, it is, you know, you get to uh, you get to be on the lake you want to be at. You right. don't have to worry about coming into town or going for wherever. And you've got, you know, three counties worth of lakes to choose from. So it's very easy for you to fish when it's convenient for you over the course of a day and a half. And uh, yeah, there's just a lot of really cool things about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, we have. Uh more sponsors this year than we did last year. Um, registrations are starting to come in. We encourage people to sign up early and uh, and that. So, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see how people do. Um, yeah. We've got a bass division and the walleye division, and that's really cool. You can do two different divisions or both if you want, if, you, right. if you're really uh, confident in your fishing skills. Um, and it's a guaranteed $3,000 first prize for each division. Fifteen for second, thousand for third, and prizes through tenth place. Uh, those are not guaranteed totals at this point. It's based on a. Uh, I'm not sure how many boats, but it's based on a certain number of boats. Nonetheless, there's a lot of prizes, including big fish prizes. Right, right. So. I think it's uh, we changed the schedule a little bit this year to make it a little more friendly. Um, so we're hoping that is um, a little easier for anglers and um, to you know be able to fish the whole tournament and not impact three days right you know so yeah 6 a.m saturday morning to noon on sunday and uh you don't need and again you don't have to fish all those hours that's that's right. just up to you right right um and, and the lake you want to be on and all you have to do is get the fish donkey app on your phone if you don't have it already you can register there you can pay there and of course you can keep tabs on how the tournament's going right right so. yeah i i the first year I was getting uh, alerts because I had signed up. I wasn't fishing, but I was getting alerts, and I think I'll do that again this year. I didn't last year, but uh, it was kind of interesting seeing what was going on. So, Well, I know the last couple of years it's taken a pretty good basket of walleyes to win, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, and we've, we've had uh, a few different champions, which is always good to see, but um, obviously it goes to the United Way, as we noted, which is a good cause. And, and as you noted, Lukens has been... Uh, a, a supporter of this community in so many ways ever since Joe Lucan came to town all those years ago. Right, right. Yeah, we, um, as an ESOP, we weren't in a position to do things at the level that Joe was able to, but we're continue to ramp up what we do with the community, and uh, sometimes it's uh, providing an opportunity for a nonprofit to use Lucans to um, turn a small amount of money into a larger amount of money. So, um, and working with the United Way, I know we, we are involved with the taco feed um, 
through Sanford, and Sanford turned that over to United Way, so we are participating with that too as a as a large sponsor. And um, the thing about the United Way to me is that the people, uh, Danae and uh, her team, uh, one of them is not going to be participating this year because she's tied up, but those uh, they work very hard to um, do what they do in the community, and it's uh, it's just kind of a pleasure working with them. They're just neat people. So, well, uh, you've been busy at Lucan's the last couple of years. I know you've, you've had a big expansion on the South Store, um, and always there's always something changing on the North right. Store. You guys are busy doing stuff all the time. Right. It's a challenge, right? It is. Yeah, it's been. Uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the pandemic was quite a ride, and we happened to be tearing the store apart when it started. So it was uh, it was uh, an experience, I'll say that. But it was the store turned out, I think, very nice, and uh, um, business has been good for both stores. And now the South Store is. Uh, um, I'm very proud of the South Store and how it turned out. So uh, it's been. Uh, it's been great. So uh, we just, oh, when we add sushi here, uh, I don't know how long it's been, four months ago, and it's it's going good okay. <laughs> as fast as we can make it a lot of days. Wow. So, uh, Just like the popcorn. Right. Well, that's <laughs> that still sells like nuts, too. So it's it's been great. But we try to, always looking for new things, you know, it, that's part of um, Keeping people uh, excited to come to your store and, and always innovating, so we're we're um, always looking for something new, and hopefully we'll find another new thing soon. So, <laughs> well, one of those still fairly new things is that uh, Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament again. It is next Saturday and Sunday, the twenty third, twenty fourth. And again, Mike, uh, no need to come to Lucan's, no need to come to the United Way office, no need to come anywhere, but get on the Fish Donkey app, sign up, and uh, fish your home lake. Because uh, that's that's just how it works. As long as it's got a public access on it and it's in Clearwater, Hubbard, or Beltrami counties, I don't think there's any other tournament like this. No, no, I don't. I I, I don't know of any. I don't know of any. So, yeah, yeah that's a great cause. And again, uh, the kids can be involved in this. We had a very young boy win the, a lifetime Minnesota Fishing Award, the uh, Cross Anderson uh, Heritage Award last year. So um, that's a that's a great prize. For a kid that is worth, you know, untold thousands of dollars. Right, right. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great. He won't divulge uh, where he was fishing, but, uh, as I've heard on your commercials. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's learned well, obviously. Right, right. Dick's <laughs> Dick, <laughs> Dick has got him taught him early. Right, you can, don't uh, don't tell where the secret holes are. So. Well, Mike, anything else before we wrap it up today? No, just encourage people to uh, sign up for the tournament, and uh, um, it's a great cause, and uh, there can be a great reward, too. So, Mike McNeil in, uh, from Lucan's Village Foods. Talk to us about the Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. Mike, uh, I don't know, you, it sounds like you're not going to be able to take part, but if that changes, good luck to you next weekend. All right, sounds good, Kev. Thank you. Up next, we check back in with Mandy Urich. We keep talking fishing and another Fast Five. This is Mandy Urich, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. If you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, 
Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. I'm Kevin Cochran, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Welcome back. Time to return to the conversation with Mandy Urich. So we're hearing good stuff on panfish. We're hearing good bass fishing. We're hearing good walleye fishing. The one thing I haven't heard a lot of good fishing for this year so far has been muskies. What are you hearing? Not hearing a lot. Yeah. And that... uh that's a little strange. I, I really thought with the late ice out, with the colder water temps, especially going into this time of year, uh, that the bite would be better, to be honest. Because normally any of the real big musky guys that are, you know, they, they want to conserve those fish. And the water temps go up. They don't really want to be fishing for them because it's so hard on those fish when they're fighting them that, you know, you, you risk the, the, the chance of killing that fish. But I'm not getting it. I don't know what's going on. Normally, you know, Malax or Vermilion um, are, are, are good. Even like little lakes like Alexander around here that have got, you know, good musky numbers. We're just not seeing a lot caught. You know, even there's always an accidental, right? Like when you're out bass fishing through a, a spinner bait or something like that, that a, a musky will chump on. So I, I'm not real sure, to be honest, uh, what the sitch is with it. Well, I know you're uh, you're educating us every Thursday night on Lakeland these days, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you guys are stuck with me and Ray for a couple months more. <laughs> um, what else is going on? I know you had filmed a bunch of shows with, the, with a couple of the superstars of the biz. Um, when are we going to be able to see those? That's a good question. <laughs> I should probably throw out an email to them and... Uh, figure out when the new season of meat eater is going to to air for that uh i'm interested too i i I would assume the new season should be dropping here shortly so as soon as i hear from uh from steve or yanni or one of the guys on the crew normally they'll give you some kind of a heads up when it's going to drop or even when the new season drops which episode you're going to be so as soon as as soon as i hear from those guys then uh i'll let everybody know and they can watch and, and, and see uh, what it looks like to try and is, uh, ice fish in an epic blizzard and make it to 50. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how outdoors are you? Are you uh, are you an edible hunter? Are you a wild rice harvester? How, how into it do you get? I'm not a big fan of horse flies. <laughs> I'm going to be real honest. Like, obviously, everybody knows I'm on the water. I'm in the field hunting. Uh, I have not been wild racing in, in years. Okay. And it's something that, you know, as far as helping out with contracting or things like that, that I do for work. But it's one of the things I should probably get back out and do. I just, I simply have avoided it because normally it's really hot and sticky and the bugs are bad. And I welt up like a grapefruit from every single uh, horse fly bite so no uh springtime uh i will get out in the woods and and go look for mushrooms uh i'm always like following matt brewer because he's like our mushroom expert like we've got some really good biologists in dnr but i'm always like oh, i wonder what matt's up to and right. he's doing uh 
I don't spend a ton of time. Um, you know how bad it is. Crow and County, where we live, is horrific for Lyme's disease and deer ticks. Mm. And even, I mean, it seems like right when the snow comes out, those little guys are just, like, prolific everywhere. So that that can be a, a bit of a deterrent, even when you've got your uh, your lake gators over your pants and covered in permethrin. Uh, they still seem to, to be everywhere. And I will say, like, I, I stick to very, very uh, few species of mushrooms <laughs> just because I am terrified of misidentification of something. Uh, I have a quick story on that. Uh, I used to be a park ranger at a state park, and this was many years ago, probably 18 years ago, and I had a group of campers in there. And uh, this group fell really ill, and this is not, I mean, this is kind of remote state park and to the point where we ended up having to like call ambulances mm. very violently ill. And that was what had happened. They had uh, <laughs> misidentified mushroom species. Oh. And I guess they were in the state park picking them and all became very, very ill. And that was a, that, you know, that was a, a, a big eye opener for me, you know, scary situation to, to watch people become that sick. Everybody ended up being fine. But there again, uh, if you're not an expert, uh, it's one of those, even when you're, you're looking at the apps, things like that, it, it really would be a, a, a cool thing if you can get out with somebody who's really good at it and become comfortable within your own area where you live of what grows where. <laughs> Uh, exactly what they look like. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Well, you know, the one thing that Matt Brewer hasn't done, I mean, this is a guy who even, he's, he hunts squirrels. I mean, he does it all. He has not wild-raced. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Maybe I have to throw Matt in a canoe this time. <laughs> we both can have an epic adventure together and then try and tell the tale of what it's like to have two newbies in a in a canoe wild-racing. <laughs> Well, I tried to challenge him because I said, you know, you go at the right time of year, you could do a trifecta. You could fish, you could duck hunt, and you could wild rice all in the same spot. <laughs> yes, yes, actually you can. And I, I know a few of those spots that are completely applicable to that. Uh, uh, we've had some tournaments, actually. And uh, I remember one on, on Lake Pokegaba. And when you go up the river, there's a ton of rice there. And we we go for for takeoff, or we're we're heading to our our starting spot, and there's you know two or three boats behind me, and I come around this curve, and there is like eight people in canoes, like crossing in front of us, you know. <laughs> and you, I was all I could think of is, oh my goodness, this is going to be like horrible. Uh, <laughs> so after that, uh, actually, they became a, a lot more. Uh, savvy when they set up tournaments, especially on, on bigger bodies of water, that ricing is available for off-limits, which is good. And we, yeah. we see that year-round anyways, especially areas like Leech, things like that, where, you know, keep your boat out of the rice. Don't go in there. It's, it's off-limits. Don't tear it up. Don't disturb it. You know, things like that. But, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a couple of those good ones in the morning where uh, stories from, from local ricers were they 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 could hear the sound and they're like what is that sound and it was BBs raining down on the water over them in the morning <laughs> from duck hunters <laughs> on the Mississippi River and we've had tournaments out there where we've seen the people on the backwaters ricing on one bay 
someone else on the on the opposite bay of them is duck hunting, and we're going down the middle of the channel trying to fish a tournament. I'm going, this is not going to be good. <laughs> you know, isn't there some sort of like um, I don't know um, outdoor Ironman you could do where you you know you. <laughs> Hunt ducks for a while, you fish for a while, and you wild rice for a while. Hey, I think that you should come up with it. You guys should sponsor it, set it up. I think it would be awesome. I know some people who would do it. I got to think about that. That's good. Well, Manny, before we wrap it up, are you ready for another Fast Five? Oh, okay. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. I don't think these are too controversial, but you never know. Fast Five, 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 Five. Question number one, dogs or cats? Dogs. Most outdoor people, it's all it's always dogs, obviously. I do have a cat. Uh, I found him on the side of the road. I thought he was a baby raccoon. <laughs> His name's Bob, and he's got one eye, and he lives with three dogs. So oh, okay. I'm not biased. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question number two. What is your favorite pizza topping? It's a pizza topping. Besides extra cheese? Besides extra cheese, yes. Uh, I gotta go straight up with the pepperoni. Pepperoni and black olives. Okay. Uh, this one, you gotta go back in your memory banks for this one. Question number three. What was the first fish you ever caught and how old were you? Ooh, that one actually is fairly easy. It was a walleye. Wow. Uh, you gotta remember my dad you know, it was an avid fisherman guide on Devil's Lake, so walleye is kind of prolific out there. And I want to say, at least the one that we have the picture of, um, I think it was probably three or four. Well, that's that's the first walleye uh, answer to the first fish question I've had, so that's impressive. <laughs> My dad didn't ice fish, so oh. otherwise it probably would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> question number four. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, you're going to kill me. I'm still going to mess this up. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I want to say River Runs Through It. That's a good one. That's a very good one. All right. Is it? Is it just because, you know, Brad Pitt's in it? <laughs> it doesn't hurt. <laughs> and finally, question number five. And I'm really curious to hear your answer to this one. you got to pick one. Fishing or hunting? Fishing because you can do it way more often than you can hunting. <laughs> I thought that might be the answer. Yeah, yeah it's all about the thrill and a little bit of OCD. It's always nice to, to be active. If, if we had year on hunting seasons, then I probably would switch my answer. Okay. But yeah, the sheer volume of fishing opportunities. I, I hear you. All right. Well, Manny, anything else we should know before we wrap it up today? No, everybody just be safe out on the water and enjoy the nice weather while we have it before she gets epically hot, and uh, we'll, we'll touch base with you guys soon. All right, it's Superstar Mandy Urich. Uh, great to have her back on the show. Mandy, thank you for taking the time today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap for this week. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks to all my guests this week. Thank you for taking the time to be with us this week. And I always want to remind you, if you can't hear the show live, you can always listen to the podcast. Go to Podcast One and subscribe or the PodMN app. Or you can go to your Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors radio station's website and listen to it there at your leisure. And oftentimes, you'll get a lot more of the interview than you get on the radio version. 
lots of reasons to listen to the podcast. I'm Kev Jackson. Have a great weekend. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring. After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.